Is it Wednesday again already? It's Wednesday! This is Amy. And Lexi. And this is Confessions of Retail. All the tea. Welcome Welcome back back to the the shit show. show. Lexi, is this episode 30? No. No, it ain't. No way. It is! Okay, that's wild. (laughs) It's episode 30! Hey! It's a make it clap episode. We make it clap. I can't can't (laughs) clap. Hold on. (laughs) You're holding too many things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, can I kickstart this episode by bitching? Absolutely, that's what we're here for. Great. Fantastic. Phenomenal, even. You know what? You know what? Pandemic schooling is a fucking nightmare. Preach. So my oldest had been doing, or trying to do, e-learning this whole time. Yeah, and you've been telling me all of this stuff off-pod, and I feel so bad for all the bullshit that you guys have been going through. Like, at least my school has their shit together. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing over here. So when everything happened back in March, we just got a fuckload of packets. And these packets were really simple. They weren't really aimed in any general direction. It was just like basic education worksheets. Like there was a math one, a grammar one, a spelling one, and done. And so that's what we did. That's how we finished out third grade. They had all these packets. We finished third grade like that at home. And then when it came time to start fourth grade, we're talking last week of July. Okay. COVID was spiking again. Really bad out here. So I'm seeing these numbers and positive cases going up and going up and going up and not going down and not flattening out. And not curving. Right. (laughs) None of the things we were supposed to be doing. So I'm like, all right, we'll do it remotely. It was an option, right? I was one of uh, eight students' parents that opted for the e-learning. They didn't give us half the information we needed. In fact, when I went to (laughs) enroll him into fourth grade... They made me sign a waiver for an iPad, gave me a charger and a block, and gave me a welcome to fourth grade packet, but it didn't have any useful information in it. It had an email they set up for him. That was the useful information. And that was it. It didn't tell me, like, a school schedule, a class schedule. There wasn't a time of day we needed to work on things. There was nothing. So, I just have an iPad. And a general idea of, you know, oh, well, he goes to school for eight hours. What does he do when he's there? It's only been like 20 years since I was in fourth grade. (laughs) Only. We didn't get his reading login stuff because there's an app for everything. We didn't get his reading login stuff until week three. We didn't get his math stuff until week five. And then the same day that we got his math login stuff 
We were also told that anything that wasn't turned in before that Monday at 2.30 was going to be counted as a zero. So he can't log in. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. He can't do his homework. And he's getting graded for this. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do we do? I feel so bad for my my oldest right now. Because, like, he just started school on week eight. Right? Like, he, he now has to spend all of his free time making up the seven weeks that he missed. Yeah. And it's not even on him. We go in that morning and we get him set up and the teacher is like asking me these questions, assuming that I just know the COVID protocols. So she asks me if we brought his water bottle and I'm like, a water bottle? He has an assigned bottle for water. Yes, they and have that's to what, have their own waters. They can't drink out of the water fountain. Yeah, so he he has his own water bottle. Um, he also has a lanyard for his mask so that he can put it on a lanyard to hang from when he's not wearing it. Um, they gave him an entire backpack. They provided the lanyard? Yeah. They provided a lanyard okay. and a water bottle and an entire backpack with basic school supplies. We came with a backpack on his back. I was like, I mean, thank you, but whoa, Nelly. <laughs> like, um, so then I find out that the teacher that had been teaching him, first off, all these teachers are expected to just naturally juggle an entire e-learning class, and an in-school learning class. At the same time. Uh, when we went up and we're getting him all signed up, right, we didn't have his water bottle, so she was, like, really nice and gave us the backpack. And then, like, she tells me that his teacher, the one that had not been very good at communicating, that gave us all this information really last minute, was gone. I don't know if she quit I don't know if she was fired, but she's gone. He has a new teacher, and she started the same day as him. Look at me. Look at me. I'm your teacher now. <laughs> it's crazy. She seems really nice. Uh, I talked to her. She definitely seems enthusiastic considering the uh, times we're living in, which that's good. <laughs> but oh my gosh. I we're we're basically playing a trial period in school and if uh, it doesn't if it doesn't go well we're going to just look at an online curriculum. They exist. Right. They yeah, they definitely exist. We can we can patchwork fourth grade and go back to normal when all this hell blows over. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you homeschooled him before. I know, yeah. It's not easy, guys. Any of you listeners out there who might want to might want to take on that bite, it's a huge one, and it's a lot easier to find Christian based than secular. No offense to either of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> just to cover all grounds here, I'm just saying, I'm not about to teach my first grader why carbon dating doesn't work. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> 
I was like, what is this? This is not a curriculum for a freaking six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> so secular is the word you want if you're looking to homeschool with like a not religious-based <laughs> curriculum. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I have a lot of friends that homeschool their kids. And let me tell you, they are amazing. Right? They really I don't are. know how it... Like, I just... I can't. You know what I mean? Like, I have issues with follow-through. <laughs> I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw myself out under the bus right now. Um, I can have the best intentions of things but my kids education I can't deal with all of that pressure knowing that it rides on me and if my kids end up like some total screw up or whatever it, it, that's on me and I'm just not built for that yeah I'm really not and and I understand and I know my my you know my pros and my cons and <laughs> what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling my parents uh, on the phone the other day, like, you know, yeah, I can help my oldest with her math homework and stuff now, but eventually she's going to surpass what I'm going to be able to help. And I mean, I'm going to have to get them a tutor eventually, you know? <laughs> 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 because I can't I, I can't I uh I graduated with a diploma you know a core 40 diploma I, I graduated but I had to retake algebra uh it was algebra 2 and geometry and chemistry you, you know what I mean like I'm just not good with numbers in any way shape or form <laughs> <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> like, I'll be good up until high school. I can help with math <clears throat> up until, like, if he comes at me asking for help with that Sokotoa shit, I'm screwed. Ugh, exactly. I don't remember it. I was so bad at trigonometry. It Ugh. just hurt my brain. I never took trig. It wasn't a requirement for core 40. Was, I, yeah, you know, no, I, I didn't take do... trigonometry, the class, but there was a trigonometry part in uh, geometry. I don't ever remember, but I took ge geometry twice because I didn't. <laughs> 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 you know what I did? I took so many art classes. In high school, that that's mostly what I remember, like, over <laughs> math or science or English or social studies. See, and I'm not very good in the art uh, department that has to do with, like, drawing and stuff. And that wasn't a requirement. Uh, you, I didn't have to take any art in, in high school. Like, my last art class was in eighth grade, and I'm just not good at clay or drawing or sculpting or you know like I'm, I'm just not good at that stuff I was always very into theater arts and I was always involved in you know like choir and uh 
the all of the plays and, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> of course, my musical ass was in every fucking musical every year. <laughs> <laughs> See, you were the theater kid. I am the artsy fartsy one. I can't help it. You already know. You've seen my house. <laughs> All of your crafts. <laughs> All the crafts. I can't help it. In fact, I've been actively avoiding Dollar Trees because it's dangerous right now. It's fucking spooky season. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, look over season. here. And I'm like, man, I really don't need more glitter, but okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my my freaking house already looks like a strip club with all the glitter all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like Magic City up in here. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I told the I told the boys that we would start uh decorating on October 1st. I said no sooner than. And like <laughs> so dad thinks that means we're we're holding off on decorating because I'm patient and I'm waiting, but secretly I'm just getting more decorations. I'm stockpiling. I'm hoarding them. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like a Halloween explosion on October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, so my oldest school situation is kind of screwy. And I hate COVID for this. I really do. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. The worst. But honestly, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, though, that's probably like the biggest headache we have right now. And I should probably be thankful because there's so many wild things going on. Wildfires included. Yes. Ugh. That stuff is scary. Um, yeah. We could see it. We could see smoke. Over here in the Midwest, from over there on the coast, it managed to travel that far. It's smoky here. It is. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> See, uh, it was really bad one day for us. Like, I could smell it everywhere. I actually went outside and checked to see if something was on fire outside of the house. <laughs> like, I legitimately looked for it. I was shook. So, where I live, we're like completely surrounded by like three different mountain ranges okay yeah and there's the one that's right up next to my house those are the sacramento mountains and then towards the end of the sacramento mountains is where another mountain range starts i don't remember what the mountain range is called but i know that that mountain is where the sierra blanca mountain is okay and uh, the mountains that are up next to my house, I can see, but they're smoky. But at the end, I can't see the the Sierra Blanca mountain. That's where Rudoso is. That's where my that we go up there every week, once a week. We go up there to visit our sister in law, my sister in law. And usually, I can see the mountain from my house. But I can't even fucking see it. And then there's also the the Oregon Mountains, not Oregon. Oregon, like your lungs, is an organ. <laughs> um, so then there's the Oregon Mountains that are off in the distance that I can usually see. 
but I cannot. I cannot even freaking see them. Oh, that's wild. And uh, the sun was setting the other day, and there was so much smoke in the air that you could literally see the sun setting and it was like orange and you could look at it and it wasn't even bright damn (laughs) and i'm all the way down here that's insane (laughs) Mm. but so my kids you know i'm i'm still i'm still you know hashtag team no kids for for Another like six days. <laughs> well, I'm hashtag peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> but so my kids are visiting with my parents, and my parents live in California. Yeah, that's they're they're yeah they're in the Bay Area, and it is it's not like super smoky where they are, but it it's smokier there than it is here. Yeah, you know, and my sister. She lives a little more south than my parents do, and I guess it's even smokier there because they're closer to um, L.A. and stuff than my parents. Mm. Which, by the way, there was a fucking earthquake in Los Angeles just the other night, and uh, my kids are, like, staying with my sister but she doesn't live in Los Angeles, uh, so the nobody in my family felt the earthquake because it was only four point five. But at the time, I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" <laughs> right? Just like, what else? Twenty twenty, man. <laughs> you remember that video of the guy on the on the like the workout bike, the ab bike with the sword? He's just, like, racing in place, practicing all his different sword swipes. That's me, training for 2020. Are you talking about, like, the, the, like, super old wiry bike? Uh, no. It was, like, a stay-in-place... It was in a gym. Like, a stay-in-place bike? Right. Oh. I'm thinking of a different one. This dude was, this dude was in a, uh, he was in, like, a, a gym... Like a freaking Gold's Fitness or some shit. <laughs> and he's <laughs> there racing on the bike machine with a freaking katana yeah. swinging it around. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's me. That's I've me never seen that. training for 2020. That's, that's how we have to prepare. What is this? That's awesome. Look, we're, we're coming to the ass end of September. It's going to be October. That's level 10 of Jumanji. We got to be prepared. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any uh, exciting work-related news over on your end? Well, no, not really, because my kids haven't been here, so I haven't really been going out and doing any work recently. I've really just been being a fat slob at home. you just been being the quiet. You've just... Taking Aziz Ansari's advice and treating yourself, huh? I've been treating myself. The husband and I have spent entirely too much money going out to eat or buying a lot of groceries for, you know, that's nothing but fucking snacks or whatever. And <laughs> um, we, we went shopping in, 
because there's like we have pennies and then we also have uh, a Beals and both of them are going out of business so we went to them because they have fucking major discounts going on right now if you guys have a pennies go to your pennies because they got a lot of stuff and it's cheap anyway um so we went shopping and spent like 60 bucks at Beals and we literally bought my oldest because she just fucking always grows she just <laughs> never stops growing she won't my ever. five-year-old doesn't grow at all my eight-year-old, my almost eight-year-old, just doesn't stop growing, you know? So, like, I have all kinds of clothes for my five-year-old if she would ever grow because they're all the clothes that my almost eight-year-old has grown out of. <laughs> and yet, so she's grown out of all of her freaking clothes and I've been, like, buying her clothes, you know, like, every week, buying her, like, a new outfit or something, trying to, like build up her wardrobe again because she doesn't have any fucking clothes. And uh, so we went to Beals and only spent 60 bucks and got that girl like eight outfits. Damn. And I got me two pairs of sandals. <laughs> nice. On on 60 bucks. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> like, everything real. was like... 80 90 percent off and then on top of that they also gave us another 25 percent off of our total nice it was amazing i was like dang <laughs> so like we were buying things like 40 dollar outfits but really only paying like three dollars for them or <laughs> you know what i mean it was amazing that's insane <laughs> that is insane but I remember my so, grandma, we I, used to have a pennies tradition. Every school year, she'd go and get me an outfit, and she would always spend, like, 80 fucking dollars on a single outfit. Right? Easy. And I remember when pennies used to be the cool place for you to get your clothes. Right? You know? Back when I was in, like, elementary school, early middle school. And then it just kind of started becoming, like, outdated well, but well anyway, I mean, yeah, we outgrew to... the store and into the mall. We were turning into mall rats, Amy. <laughs> yeah, and really the only uh, people that would go into pennies were, you know, like boomers with their grandkids when they're little. And then those grandkids grow up and they become yep. mall rats. So, yeah, I can see why Jay-Z Pennies is kind of going bankrupt. <laughs> but, so... Yeah, I haven't really done anything. We got the girls' room set up for them. We got them a new bunk bed for them to come back to, you know, so we've, we've fixed up their room while they're gone, and, and I've been kind of just, like, cleaning the house here and there, but other than that, I have literally haven't done anything except for just lay around and just in the peace and quiet um, I I do miss my kiddos, but I I am just taking this like time to just kind of slow down and just take it easy. But I'm not doing a very good job of like relaxing. You know, I I am like just laying around and eating snacks and watching TV, but I have 
I have not slept in. I have not taken a nap. I haven't <laughs> taken one single bath. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm doing a really bad job <laughs> of relaxing. Are you enjoying your time? Yeah, but I feel like I'm not doing anything with it. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes that's all you need. Maybe you've been doing too much, so you just need to do nothing. And that's that's how you balance out. It, it yeah. Look, doing nothing has value, too. As silly as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the husband and I have just been binge-watching the boys the past couple of days. And mm. holy shit, that show is fucked. <laughs> it's I gnarly watch as it. hell. You, you hush your dirty mouth, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody always dies in some crazy explosive way. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's all I'm saying. Well, the very first episode, like five, five ish minutes in, you're going to be hooked. <laughs> you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, that's all I got. Well, then, uh, is it time for In the News? It is time for In the News. We all know people can be wild. Yes, even in public. Sometimes, things get so wild, they make the news. Hey, here's some news articles we found. My news article comes from the New York Post. A Vermont grocery store worker fired after apprehending purse snatcher. What? Seriously? <laughs> Come yeah. on. I mean, like, I know vigilantes can be frowned upon and there are laws in place, but, like, just give them a fucking warning. Fired? <laughs> this good Samaritan stopped a thief from stealing a woman's purse. And his reward was losing his job. Damn. A Vermont grocery store worker nabbed a purse snatcher and was fired for his efforts. Amir Shedyak, 20 years old, who worked at the Hannaford supermarket in his hometown of Essex for four years and was even an employee of the month, was canned after a heroic act in August. Damn. As he was starting his shift, a man approached him and told him a woman had just been robbed. And he was like, an old lady's purse just got stolen, said Jack, who is also a volunteer fireman, told local CBS station. I look to my right and I see a gentleman running across the parking lot and he had the purse in his hand. Shedjack grabbed the suspect from behind and held him down before calling the police. The suspect got away, but Shedjak was able to return the purse. She was trying to offer me money. I don't want your money, just wanted to help you out that, to do what's right, he told the station. Police confirmed that the man Shedjak stopped, Adrian Moore, 29, was found and charged with larceny. Shortly after the incident... Shedjak was fired. 
We do not comment on personal, oh, on personnel matters, Hannaford said in a statement to the TV station. It's not like I was going to do this to be some hero. I was like, hey, an old lady's purse just got stolen. I want to do something about it, Shedjak said. Local attorney Petro Lynn said Shedjak was likely fired so the store wouldn't be sued. Hmm. Which is ridiculous. I mean... It is ridiculous. It always makes you think of The Incredibles. Every time I right? hear about ridiculous yeah. suing, people are like, you saved my right. life, we're suing you. You dick. I didn't what? want to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's not uncommon for at all for employers to discourage employees from laying hands on customers. There are many cases in Vermont where employers are held responsible for the wrongful acts of their employees, Lynn said. Shedjak, who was quickly hired by another company, said, Why should it make a difference that, Hey, I'm clocked in now. He's in trouble. If I wasn't clocked in, oh, you did a good job. Yeah, that's not... That doesn't... I understand the legality of it, but is it morally right? You can't help people because you're on the clock? Right. Well, and here's the thing. That's not like a regular occurrence. this, This guy stole this lady's purse. And so then the employee, like, tackles the guy because he stole the purse, right? To get the lady's purse and to try and call the cops so the cops could arrest him. But if that thief or whatever would have tried to turn around and sue this store he wouldn't have gotten anything right like you know what i mean like the store wouldn't have had to have paid this guy anything so i i do think that that's still that that's silly and good for that guy for doing the right thing and i'm happy to see that he got hired very quickly (laughs) somewhere else right that's so shitty can you imagine being like yay i did a good thing and they're like no you didn't actually we we don't want you here anymore (laughs) what the fuck they're like yeah you did but you're fired (laughs) hmm that's just anyway what's yeah what's your article all right so this is a uh, follow-up from my article from last week. Right. Okay. So this week, my article comes from WLFI, uh, and it's titled, Domino's Pizza Franchise Helping Support Family of Coworker Killed While Working. So, this is the company that he was working for, and corporate stepped in. Okay. This is this is a good heartfelt follow-up on a really tragic story. Domino's pizza workers in Lafayette are mourning the loss of their co-worker and friend, Joshua Ungersma. Now the franchise is stepping up to support the family. Um, we closed for two days out of respect for Josh and to give our team members ample time to, you know, just heal somewhat, said Jeff Stegan, 
the Domino's area franchisee. Unguzma worked at the Domino's location on Greenbush Street. Stegan had been stepping in to take over shifts as co-workers deal with the death of their friend. Right now, it's very difficult times. We're also a family here, and Josh was very much a part of this family for over a year, said Stegan. With family in mind, Stegan said he and his business partner decided they wanted to support Ungersma's family the best way they know how. We're going to give 75% of our sales all day from Monday through Friday to the Ungersma family, said Stegan. The promotion went on from September 7th to September 11th. We wanted to do something significant to help the family, said Stegan. One night, the social media post about the store's decision to donate proceeds to the Ungersma family had seen a lot of support. Uh, he was hopeful that it would make a big impact for the family. We're already having so many phone calls, he said. Flowers coming into the store, you know, just thoughts and prayers from over from other customers. It's been overwhelming. The promotion for the donation sales to the Ungersma is only valid at the Greenbush location. According to Domino's, Ungersma was working there as a second job to support his family. Still so sad. I know. He had a little baby. Like, that's such a tragic loss. That wasn't even a main job. That was just something he was doing on the side. Right. That's just, I think that's what sucks the most about his story. It's tragic all the way around. Yeah. I just hope his family is healing. He has a baby. I know. You know? I know. None of that was fair. He was just a guy trying to support his family. Yeah. It's messed up and I hope they get what they deserve. Well, she got tri- she she got charged with both of the murders. Oh. So. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, I didn't know that the trial did. had happened though, honestly. Well, I mean they're charging her with both of the murders. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know anything about trial wise or anything, but they're going to like they're going to go after both go and go after her for both. Damn. Yeah, <sighs> mm. the whole situation was tragic. But yeah, that was a really, really heartfelt fundraiser. I'm glad that they did something. See, and and that's a company that cares about their employees. Whereas with my one, like the dude just literally like helped an old lady, and they fired him. Yeah. Hey, companies, that difference matters. Take care of your own, and they'll take care of you. Don't take exactly. care of your own, and watch your own fucking castle burn. Exactly. Oh. Like, there, are well, so, there are so many bad managers out there, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That really just, like, make your life miserable. Like, so to where it makes it to where you don't even want to go to work. Right? Like, (laughs) that's why... I know it's silly, because we were already best friends before we started working together. But I always made sure to let you know that you were being a kick-ass boss. Because that matters, (laughs) dude. In a world full of shitty managers, it really matters to know that you're doing a good job. 
I got so dogged and on when I, mean, I was doing such a good job you, back when I was managing Subway. And and just if you take care of your employees, they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Unless you hire shit employees. <laughs> yeah, well, that was my case. I was nineteen in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> and I did hire some kind of shit employees, but I also had some great. Well, and I've members. hired some shit employees too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we did find anyway. some diamonds in the rough. <laughs> is it tea time, Amy? It's tea time. Is it about that time for tea? Yeah. Clink. Clink. So my first story is called "Death Threats and Extortion." Oh, that sounds good. Let me get my tea. <laughs> yeah, I saw you grabbing for your tea. <laughs> oh no, honey, keep that cup close. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> With the wildfires in Oregon this past week, my hotel has been dealing with hundreds of evacuees. Some have lost their homes. Others just forced to leave because of smoke. The stress is high all around. We have been pretty much selling out every night. We try our best to be accommodating, allowing people to cancel last minute without charges, but if they don't cancel, they get charged. Uh, We had to hold the room for that person who reserved it and had to turn away any evacuee who wants that room. The other day, around 11 a.m., one of the arrivals for that day called and seemed surprised that it's smoky here. He said he booked this hotel to escape from the smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure. Let me just. (laughs) You know, the entire fucking West Coast is on fire and you're complaining about a little bit of smoke. Yeah, they said they're in Oregon. I see where we're at. Well, Oregon's also on fire. Washington's on fire. The entire well, fucking I, I West know, Coast is on I'm fire. Saying. They're in the fiery area, so of course it's going to be fucking right. smoky. <laughs> it's smoky here! Bro said, <laughs> I thought it wouldn't be smoky here. So go stay in a smoke-free room. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> gonna have to drive a bit more, though. <laughs> Shit. They're all smoky. <laughs> okay. Um... I told him I could cancel it without any charges right then, and he said no. He wants to come to the city to check the air quality first. I said, okay, we'll make an exception this time, but you have to let us know if you don't want the room. Surprise, surprise, he was a no-show, never canceled, and the reservation was for several nights, so the initial authorization went through for the full amount, plus the pet fee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the morning shift yesterday had voided the pet fee and only charged him for the one night i worked yesterday afternoon during my first check-in i get a phone call so i put the call on hold once i was done with a guest at the desk i answered the phone and was immediately listening to a man shouting into the phone that he wants his 500 dollars back that we stole dang wait a minute so it was five hundred dollars for one night. <laughs> I I guess so. It's a bougie hotel, right? Must have been. Took about a minute before there was a break in his shouting, so I took the opportunity to ask what his name is because I'm not psychic. I then look him up, 
<laughs> apologize for the issue, and I say, uh, I see a no, ch- sorry, I see a no-show charge for $100, but that's the only charge from our property. I checked the detail. The initial authorization was for less than $400, and that auth- and the authorized uh, charge was reduced to $100. So he continues shouting, saying he's sick of being ripped off by corporations. We are a shit hotel. We are fraudsters. We deserve to die. He wants his $500 returned immediately, along with an extra $100 for his trouble right now. Wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) Oh, and you guys are not only going to give me my money back, but you're going to pay me. Why do people think that's a move? You're going to pay me your money right now. That is never a move. No. (laughs) That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Like, I guarantee you, you go to Walmart and you return a vacuum and you're like, you're giving me $5 on top of that for my troubles. They're going to smack you and send you out the fucking store. (laughs) Get out of (laughs) here. He got even angrier when I said I don't have the authority to do something like that. I would have to consult with my boss, etc. He continues shouting. I say I understand he's upset. I'm really not trying to argue. I'm just trying to work with him. And shouting is not going to help. I'm not shouting. If I was shouting, the fucking building would be shaking. When are you going to give me my money? So, after that lovely Weird phone flex, call... But all right. Right? (laughs) So after the phone call, I call my GM. He said to void the no-show charge. After that, I called the police and filed a report for a death threat. I didn't bother mentioning the extortion, as I'm not trying to open an investigation. I just wanted the police to know in case Mm -hmm. something does happen. So if anyone from my staff gets attacked, the police now know who did it. Also, there is now a paper trail, so if I have to draw my CHL during said attack... It can't be twisted with lies. (laughs) (laughs) I, he's, or they said, I just don't get it. This guy isn't displaced because of the fires. He's just trying to escape the smoke. So his life isn't even in danger. His house isn't in danger. He just wants fresh air. The people who are actually trying to escape the fires and feel that a little smoke is preferable to a blazing inferno... Those are the people I had to turn away because he didn't cancel. Those people I turned away have far more right to be pissed than this ass clown. Right? Yup. I couldn't imagine the stress levels during something like this in a hotel. Yeah. Ugh. I never worked in a hotel on the West Coast or, you know, close enough to have to deal with any, like, natural disasters or anything. So, but, yeah, that definitely has to be stressful for the employees. Gosh. Yeah, so that's my first story. What's your first story, Amy? Man tells me our store hours. (laughs) Love the enthusiasm, but you'll be the first to die. (laughs) (laughs) You got gumption. I like it. (laughs) All right. 
So, retail store setting, shortened hours due to the big Rona, and that day, a lack of staff caused us to close pretty early, about three or four hours. Mm. I, the manager at the time, had to stay behind and process online orders leaving our store. I turned off all the lights, yoinked the metal doors, closed, and proceeded with closing paperwork and deposits as I will not be selling anything for the rest of the day. All fine and good until about an hour later when I'm in the stockroom grabbing items for this pesky order. I emerge from the back to find a man in my store browsing. <laughs> like after they closed? She, they, they even closed the metal doors. They, I mean, not locked, but closed the metal doors. The lights are off. Like, <laughs> they how are did not open. <laughs> I understand it's not locked, but like. She didn't, she didn't, well, I don't, I, I'm not going to say she, because I don't know. They didn't lock the metal doors. So this. They just closed them. So this guy sees them closed, though. Locked or not. He yes. sees them closed. That should say enough. And he decides to go in anyways? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, I emerge from the back to find a man in my store browsing, knowing he has pulled open our closed gates <laughs> and the sign apologizing for the inconvenience. The sign! There's a sign even! <laughs> The lights are off. The gates are closed. There is a sign. <laughs> this guy still came inside. He pulled the sign down, opened the gate, opened the doors, and came in. <laughs> That's insane. Like, I mean, if nothing else, he certainly has the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> So I say, hello, sir. I'm very sorry, but we're closed. And the man says, no, you close at seven. And he continues on his shopping adventure. Uh. <laughs> Me, trying to be as polite as possible. Unfortunately, not today. We had to close at three today due to lack of staff. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And he says, no, you close at seven. I'll continue shopping. Thank you. I don't need help. Oh, boy. <laughs> I say, sir, again, we are closed. We have a sign up saying we're closed. And the mall admin also knows we are closed. If you don't leave, I will have to call security. This man gives me the dumbest look. Literally drops the items he was looking at, shakes his head, and starts towards the doors. And then he says, you should really have a sign-up saying you're closed. As he opens the metal gates again to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How thick. I just stood there. So astounded, I turned the lights, music, and outside store sign off. The gates were closed. What? <laughs> <laughs> this man just wanders in. Why? Just why? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
For real, though. You should really have a sign. You mean the sign that you pulled off the fucking gate? <laughs> you should really have a sign. I'm gonna give you a paper cut. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope that sign isn't from God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. Why, though? Still, uh, why are there people like that just walking around, being obnoxious? <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. They're everywhere. Alright, you ready for my second story? I am. This one is called Retail Bathroom Hell. Oh, no. Part of my job is cleaning the public restrooms. And last night, I had enough. Working at Office Depot, they require the cashiers to clean the bathrooms. There is no janitorial or cleaning staff. I mean, that's the same as most retail places. Well, you would think Office Depot. Well, okay, so they're not Staples. And Staples is almost pretty obsolete. And Office Depot is, like, below Staples. So, yeah, I guess I can see why there's no janitor or staff. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they could just hire a cleaning crew, but... But they're not going to do that because it's retail and they're going to, you know, extort their freaking minimum wage cashiers to do the job. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is a part-time second job for me. And I accepted this, or and when I accepted this, I thought it wouldn't be a problem. The store is practically dead every day. How bad could it be? You know, I thought I had a strong enough stomach for it, wearing gloves, spraying bleach cleaner on countertops. But tonight, cleaning period blood smeared on the wall near the feminine product container. And, Who does that? And the pubic hair all over the men's urinal. And the toilet. What the fuck? It was the final straw. Cleaning public bathrooms is a no for me. <laughs> Because I am one of the people that close every night. I am always the one that seems to get bathroom duty. It's now a deal breaker. Well, yeah. And I won't work somewhere it's required. It's just not worth it to be a cashier and the bathroom cleaner. Does your store make you clean restrooms? Because <laughs> I can't handle it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our store did make us clean the restrooms, but luckily the restrooms didn't get that bad. I mean, we only had the one restroom for the public and then the one restroom for the employees. Yeah, and we didn't so have any crazy. didn't get that bad. Man, when I was at I the mean, other store. I've, I've had to deal with some, some gross unclogging of the toilets. Ugh. Yeah, but like, how about but. a whole ass <laughs> shit on the floor? <clears throat> you ever seen that one? No. A whole... <laughs> no. A whole shit. <laughs> like, what is... A whole ass shit. <laughs> what is that Mila Kunis and Ted? And she's like, is that a shit <laughs> on my floor? <laughs> <laughs> that is how I felt. Back, uh, that happened back when I was working thirds at the gas station. So, you know, uh. there's some gross ones in there at night. But when I was working at the other video store, um, there was a whole turd on the floor there, too. It was an incident. Oh, God. 
And the guy, like, <laughs> smiled when he brought back the key card. I'm like, I hate you. I don't know what you did, but I know you did uh. something. <laughs> I washed the key and the card, too. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking with none of yeah. your germs, you nasty. <laughs> Bleh. <laughs> All right, Amy. Gross. What's your second story? <laughs> Save yourself and get out of retail. Oh, I I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is somebody just ranting, but you know the things that they said ring true. <laughs> Relatable. Af. <laughs> I'm a clothing retail assistant manager, and I'm telling you, it's emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausting. The hours are horrible, no matter which way you look at it. Pre-COVID, I'd work overtime like crazy. Post-COVID, I'm being shafted. My hours are barely scraping me by. I'm out here trying to create a schedule for 20 employees on only 150 hours a week. That's... Not even. Damn. Head office is literally trying to murder me. (laughs) Fucking for real, though. Booking time off is a nightmare. And forget holidays or time spent with loved ones. I did two solid years without calling in sick or requesting vacation time. Finally, after two years, it took me four months of requesting a week off for it to finally happen. But it took me having a breakdown before it actually being allowed to take the week off. Yep. Mm. Yep. Sounds about right. Retail management is not for the weak and requires your blood, sweat, and literal tears. Yes, literal Relatable. tears. <laughs> The early mornings, the late nights, the store flips, scheduling, reports, orders, and Karens. (laughs) I have had a binder thrown in my face, called multiple racial slurs, and a mother-daughter duo called me a dumbass fucking bitch for not recording, oh, for not returning their old, dinky, dirty, used bikini. (laughs) I have handled the worst of the worst. From verbal to physical abuse, I have cleaned up vomit, period blood, and shit from my fitting rooms. Oh, well, I have not had to clean out a fitting room, but uh, I have had to clean out all (laughs) of those things from toilets. It's gross. The pay rate to workload ratio makes zero sense. I have literally worked until my feet have literally bled, my back was worn, and brain was shot. I have worked 14-hour shifts. In retail, aside from being underpaid, I am overworked. If we have, if we had the hours to give, I wouldn't feel so bad over and understaffed. Even on these reduced hours, to the point of not being able to pay bills, I am still overworked. How? Everything is just so in... Oh. Everything is so intensive in retail. If you love yourself enough, you'll leave retail, especially if you work in clothing retail. (laughs) No fucking kidding. You know, all of this, I feel all of this, and and this is a reason why we created this podcast, because we know it's hard. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. If you're going to work retail, you're going to need a buffer for it because it is stressful and it is bullshit a lot of times. Yes, it's not for the faint. You will have days where you're just like, I do not get paid enough for this. This is total horseshit. Right. You will think that so many times. Plenty of no matter times how good that. your job is, no matter how nice the fucking employers might be to you, there's still going to be shit show days. There's still going to be Karens. You're still going to be facing some scary, hairy, poopy, bloody messes in the bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've never... Well, okay, when I worked at Walmart, I've had to, like, clean up, you know, clean out the fitting room. But that was only just because, like, they didn't have, like, a clothing associate there that day so they just needed me to go in and and grab stuff out of the fitting rooms and and somebody like i they either stole some new panties or they just left without panties i don't know but they left their old panties and they were gross <laughs> yeah, i hope you had tongs or gloves or both <laughs> I just used the other, like, new clothes that were left in there, too. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I then, you know, damaged out that shirt as well. <laughs> okay, well, that makes that fair. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to stick it back out on the freaking rack. No fucking way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Anyway, so yes, we we feel you guys, and so if you have stories, send them our way. Yeah. It'll help you feel better. It'll help <laughs> us feel better, then we're not so alone in this dumpster fire. We can all be warm together. <laughs> we'll share some of our dumpster fire with you if you share some of your dumpster fire with us. <laughs> I'll bring the marshmallows, you bring the graham crackers. <laughs> Is it time for them dims? Them dims, them dims, them dims, dims. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Amy. We have see? reigning champs in in first place. I like just don't see that changing. I know. Isn't it Who wild? Is it? Who is it? Uh, who is it? We got San Jose, California in first place. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Alright, Amy, who we got in second place this week? Moving up, we got Lafayette, Indiana in first place. Hey, guys! All right. <laughs> in third place, we got my fave. Have you seen Dancing with the Stars to guard, Oregon? Your favorite tiger <laughs> queen is out on there. <laughs> I did watch it. Did you watch it? I did. Oh. Oh, my God. She was awful. <laughs> I can't believe they chose Eye of the Tiger. I knew they were going to oh, choose something tiger-themed. But Eye of the Tiger... I just love it. 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was I at the Tiger. She did like uh she did a paso doble. If that's what you want to call that, <laughs> but she was awful at it. If that's what we want to call <laughs> that, <laughs> it was the worst paso I'd ever seen. <laughs> this week in third place, we uh, have to guard Oregon. <laughs> yeah. And in fourth place, our favorite Flanders is is Michellin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lexi, do you have our sign-off quote? I do. This one's one's a bit hashtag deep, deep, deep. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag from the deep. It's from the deepest deep. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) So my quote this week. If plan A doesn't work, the alphabet has 25 more letters. 204 if you're in Japan. Hey. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Yeah. Dust yourself off and try again. (laughs) For 26 more times. Uh, uh. <laughs> Get it, Amy. <laughs> Unless you're Japanese. And then you got 200 more. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is why I love you. <laughs> As she hides shamefully, she's like, how can I let myself do this again? Do it every time. Don't hold that back. All the fucking time. Live your best, most extra life. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Until next week. We will talk to you later, Tater. Bye. Make sure you go and like our Facebook page, Confessions of Retail, all the tea. Also find our group. Fans of Confessions of Retail, all the tea. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. We are at Corat Pod. Yeah, we are. Corat for life, yo. Corat for life, yo. And then you can also check out our Instagram page. Confessions of Retail Podcast. Woo! So, this is our stop. Until next week when the shit show rolls on. Amy and Lexi. Signing off. That was a Titan Cast episode.